0: Patreon.com slash TheWalkOffPodcast. $4 a month gets you in there.
1: Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's The Walk-Off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The Die Hard Podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. It is a Monday morning mailbag. Real twist here for everybody on a Wednesday afternoon. Oh, my goodness. Of course, uh, the Blue Jays play this afternoon. So you're probably going to be watching this either right before the game or uh, after this game. Fingers crossed that the Blue Jays take care of business and actually win this series. Of course, a heartbreaker last night. We do go through all of your comments and questions every single week. Answering the interaction. And there's been a pile of it this week. So apologies if we do not get to your comment or question. Of course, we give priority to the Patreon. Uh, A big thanks to everyone who does support us on Patreon. We go through the Discord. You can join the Discord by messaging us and we will send you a link. We are changing things up by the end of the season, but if you do wish to get in there for the end of things, now is the time to do so. And you can always message us on Twitter or Instagram. So Twitter is at walkoffpodcast, Instagram, the Walk Off Podcast. A few things to mention here. Number one, we have the one and only babe, Davis Schneider joining us. Tomorrow morning, he was going to join us yesterday, and wound up sleeping in. And uh, I was messaging with him last night after the game, and I was like, "Buddy, honestly, sleep in all you want, man. Just get those get those Z's in (laughs) you."
0: Hard hard to be mad with the guy right now. He's about the only Blue Jay. I'll cut some slack. So yeah, yeah.
1: So that's very cool. Uh, baseball town now I was going to wait until tomorrow to do this but we might as well get it out there speaking of Davis Schneider the one and only he's going to drop by and be a guest on baseball town yeah so uh, this is going to be two Toronto Blue Jays that are going to be guests we've got Jay Jackson out of the bullpen and then of course babe Davis Schneider is going to be joining us. We've got Blake Murphy and Julia Cruz, uh, Blue Jays insiders. This is and turning into got, a real
0: event, Scott.
1: It's turning into a real event. The we've got J- Johnny G from Gate 14, Baseball Jen, and uh, Craig Ballard from Locked On Jays. It is going to be a blast. So get your tickets. They are going fast. We're going to pin that in the comments section here. And uh, also giving away four tickets. We mentioned this on Friday. The question was, who were the last two Blue Jays to hit 40 home runs in a season? And what year was that season? So big congratulations to Andrew McLeod in our comment section. He nailed that. It was actually only two years ago, although it feels like a decade. Uh, uh, Marcus Simeon and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., both hitting 48 and 45 in 2021. There you go. So, Andrew, congratulations. Uh, if you can reach out to us, you can do so literally anywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Our email is the Walkoff podcast at Gmail. You can feel free to, to reach out that way. If you can't make it, we'll just draw again. So just let us know. All right, congratulations to Andrew. Let's get into it. Lots to talk about,
0: do we have to <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, man, I feel that all right, um, so three days ago, Ben Takuna on YouTube commented, Schneider now has the same war as Vlad through only ten games. Wow, that is not aged well, Scott, because no, it hasn't. Vlad cannot keep pace with uh, Babe Schneider.
1: In Vlad's defense, nobody can.
0: (laughs) This is true. Uh, Davis Schneider now sitting at one and a half war through 13 games.
1: Six home runs,
0: 14 RBIs. He's hitting 422. OPS plus of 283. He's almost 200% better than the average ball player.
1: This is Chappie's April, and it's coming from a rookie in his MLB debut. It is absolutely incredible what this man is doing. He's giving the Jays some fight despite uh, the manager doing everything he can. I shouldn't just blame the manager, but my goodness.
0: (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, on Twitter, Jenny from The Rock DM'd us and said, so the season's over, right? tonight's game was the final bullet to the head. How do you feel about that? Is that too strong? Is that not strong enough? Where do you feel about the Blue Jays right now?
1: Well, the Toronto Blue Jays currently sit three and a half back of Seattle, of Houston, and of Texas. Any one of those teams fall out of this thing and the Jays take the spot. But here's the thing. The Jays just haven't given us any reason to really believe that they are capable of doing this. Although, of course, they are. They have another game against Washington this afternoon. This is a must win. They absolutely have to win. But it's so much more than that, Adam. Because they absolutely have to sweep Colorado, which is doable, which is very doable. But they need to take the next four games. They need to cross their fingers that one of Houston, Texas, or Seattle lose two of the next four so that they can be within striking distance as we get into the thick of things in in September. I mean, we've been saying for two weeks, it's do or die. John Schneider came out in his press conference a few days ago and dropped the F bomb saying we've gotta F and get going. Well they haven't. They haven't they haven't shown any urgency outside of I shouldn't even say that. It feels like they haven't shown urgency because their moves don't correspond with a feeling of urgency. And and I know we're going to get into the whole Alejandro Kirk third base the whole thing. So we won't lower load too early here, but my god, man, it has just been
0: <sighs> last night was a tough one to lose. It felt like three innings in a row, the Blue Jays were like getting something going. But couldn't quite do it. Um so it, it felt like a tougher loss than than it than it maybe was. This team's in bad in a bad spot though. Is it too much to say? Tonight, this afternoon is a must-win. I don't think no. so. I I think I if think the Jays so. lose today, it's over. Um, whatever. <sighs> uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Um, today's a must-win, absolutely.
1: And that's the thing: is three and a half is is, it's a long ways out. But that said when you've got four, or like there's three teams they're chasing and they're all tied, like it isn't at all impossible, but the Jays have to put up some wins. Like this is it.
0: Um, I mean, ultimately, we still have four games left against the Rangers. I guess as long as we're within four games of the Rangers, we could sweep the Rangers and then yep. keep pace with them through the last 15 games against the AL East.
1: But you know what would be beautiful, man? Going into that Rangers series a game and a half back at them and taking three or four. And that's a very reasonable goal. And then you're half a game back and then anything can happen, but they need to take care of business. And they're not, they're not, they're playing shit teams and they're not taking care of business. This is the most important part of the season. And you're just not getting, you're not getting what you need out of these guys.
0: Um, I guess here's one other piece of positivity because we are chasing those three teams. Technically, we're chasing the Rays, too, but...
1: No, we won't even mention the Rays. We won't even mention them. I still think the Rays are going to catch the Orioles, personally.
0: Here's how... Again, toxic positivity. Here's your daily dose. Um, The Astros have three games against the Mariners, three games against the Orioles, three games against the Rangers. So there's some real
1: ground that can be made up while these teams are playing each other. It's huge. That, it's huge that's for the, the Blue thing.
0: Teams. is as much as like we you know we look ahead to the end of the, the year and we go okay we got 15 games in a row against the AL East. Well, the Mariners and like the Mariners play the Rangers for 3, the Astros for 3, the Mariner or sorry, the Mariner let me start this over. To end the Mariners' season, they play the Texas Rangers for three, Houston for three, the Texas Rangers for four. Wow. All I'm saying is, someone has to lose those games. Yes. Right? Like as the, long as we're putting up W's. Either one team runs away with it, and the Mariners go 10-0 and 0 in that stretch, or they go 5-5. and 5. But if they go 10 and it's 0 that means someone else to- went 0 and 10 and i don't care I- who we're catching Scott
1: i don't care who yeah. we're catching i'm with we you we just got to
0: catch one of them so it does work this is all i'm saying is it does work in our favor that the three teams we're trying to catch are all, in the, all in the same division, division and have to cannibalize each other a little bit it's so a big deal. That's... it's a
1: big deal. And I know three and a half feels like a lot, man, but the truth is the Jays could win today and tomorrow, and the Rangers lose today and tomorrow, and we're one and a half out. Like it's not yep. it's not as bleak as it seems, but good lord, it feels bleak.
0: Urgent, urgent, urgent. Like
1: and and this is the thing. We're kind of in the bargaining stage of acceptance <laughs> here as to what this team <laughs> is, right? Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean we're on the outside looking in. About a month ago, trade deadline, mm-hmm. Jays were in a wild card spot. We we're two games up. up. Up, Yep. It was our spot to lose, and we've lost it. But it is those possible. Were, those were the golden
1: times, Adam. The golden times we'll call the those. The golden times. Yes. The feel good times. Oh, and just remember how. How good the Toronto Blue Jays fan base felt then?
0: Yeah, remember, <laughs> remember when we had Paul DeYoung as our shortstop <laughs> and the whole fan base was like, why are we playing him when we have Mason McCoy down in AAA <laughs> just wasting away? Bring up wide mouth Mason is what they said. Um, yeah. Okay, so McCoy called up to replace Boba who's on the IL again. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we even get to Mason McCoy, panic level on Bo Bichette. Where are you at for the season?
1: Yeah, put me at what's the highest number, 10?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm at a 10. All right.
1: Full panic. Full panic
0: mode here, Adam. This is a re-aggravation. Well, it was a right knee injury. Now it's a quad injury on the same leg. It feels like... I mean- overcompensating, this is how these kind of injuries happen, right? They're all connected.
1: So the Blue Jays have come out and stated that this is a minor tweak and that they expect Boba back right after the IL stint. But if we know anything about quad injuries and we know more than we want to, thanks to George Springer's inaugural season with this team where he played about half of the year. Because of a lingering quad injury, he just couldn't get right. The quad is such a roll of the dice as to how it's going to heal and how the rehab on it is going to go. And you just need to cross your fingers and hope that this is legitimately just a tweak and Bo is just going to rest up so that he's at his best going in to the hardest part of the season that is remaining, which is going to be the stint against the Rays and the Yankees to close out the series, uh, the season. Without Bo Bichette, can this team survive? I, I mean, fingers crossed they can during this weaker point of the season. We sure haven't seen it in the last couple days. But honestly, the Jays put up runs and looked good in that game one against the Nationals. They just about came back yesterday. Man, this team could have used a comeback in the ninth inning. Just something to feel good about. Like, if you're a player in this organization, there has not been a lot to hang your hat on. There's not been a lot of positivity and sunshine for you to build on. There just hasn't been.
0: No, there hasn't been. Um...
1: I'm holding back here because I know the next question and then we can really get into it. But
0: (laughs) All right. So... From Mr. Krister says, I still don't get why they called up McCoy if we aren't using him for his defense or running ability. Might as well call up Addison Barger or Elvis Martinez for their bat potential, at least.
1: I was screaming uh, this last night.
0: There's another comment that I want to just throw in here. It ties in and we can just address everything at the same time here. So. Depth from above on YouTube says it's all about option years. To call someone up is to put them, sorry, and put them back down and use up a valuable option. A 28-year-old excellent defender is who you bring up to see if they can play in the MLB. If not, you cut or trade them in the offseason, especially if it's a short-term IL stint. It's not that serious. Basic roster management.
1: So let's start with that. I am all for bringing up the defense first guy, especially where you know his role is going to be, which is bench piece, late innings guy, dude who can run and replace, obviously, Brandon Belt and Alejandro Kirk. So there we are. Eighth inning. End of the game. Down by two. Mm-hmm. Down by three. I'm sorry. And... uh they, they get that run. Alejandro Kirk winds up at third base.
0: Now we're down by two.
1: Now we're down by two. And one out. Listen, even when Kirk got to second base, I was like, oh, there we go. The whole oh. reason Mason McCoy was called up, literally the whole reason. As a pinch runner, for the man who can't run, a dude so slow, people talk about how quick Brandon Belt is out there on the base path to compare. And you're not going to put him in. Like, I I don't even get the reasoning, and I understand what John Schneider was saying. Oh, what what if we need Alejandro Kirk's bat in the 11th? You know what? When your back's against the wall and it's do or die, let's act desperate. Let's make yeah. all the moves and worry about the the dead spot of a bat that is Mason McCoy when he comes around. To lose by a run, Adam, that you obviously could have had. Anyone on this team would have scored on that fly ball outside Alejandro Kirk.
0: I think I could have.
1: Like, honestly, man, put a fan in. I I I just can't wrap my head around the management of this I don't even mind Mason McCoy's call up I think that you know in the end defense first for a guy who's just going to be your 26th man on the roster that's fine there's no big deal with that and I, I this is the other thing that really bothered me too if if Brandon Belt isn't available off the bench and now you're you're managing around that to the point where you're like we need to keep Alejandro Kirk's Completely useless bat in the lineup. I know he hit a single to I I know he hit to get mm-hmm. on. Like, listen, I'm frustrated here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But to not replace Kirk, then if that's the case, then why aren't you calling up a Ralvis Martinez or Addison Barger? If a bat is what you need, then I don't even understand how this roster is being put together and how they're deciding who they bring <sighs> up. Because I again have no problem with Mason McCoy. But use him appropriately then. Yeah. I'm getting uh, getting so.
0: No, I'm with you. It's that's the thing, right? Is uh...
1: the season's on the line, Adam? Like, this isn't (sighs) June.
0: I know it's, it's,
1: and I know I'm being incredibly dramatic
0: to even how can can this? this team, no, how can this team go from like, we're going to lay down a bunt single with Kevin Biggio one game because we're like desperate to try and get creative to get a win to like not pinch running for the most obvious guy who needs a pinch runner the next game.
1: So this is a dramatic comparison, and I know it's not quite the same, but this this is comparable to Zach Britton being in the bullpen for the Orioles in 2016 and never going to him. The obvious baseball move is right there in front of your face and you ignore it. And I agree with all of the talk about John Schneider can't, can't score the runs. He can't hit the balls. He can't make the plays for these guys and that it's on the players. But I mean, he should be on board with d- s- scratching every win you can get out, too. And and you made a great point, dude, about the Biggio, right? Like, it, the other thing that keeps going through my head is is he's going to pinch hit. He's going to pinch run for Davis Schneider two days ago for Kevin Kiermeyer. Right. When the game's on the line. Like, he's, he's taking out. He's fine with taking out Davis Schneider's bat. But... Yeah. God forbid we remove Alejandro Kirk.
0: Right. That's I know that's a that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> like, oh my god, the hottest bat on the team. Yeah, pull him for a pinch runner.
1: Because you got to win. You got to get. You got to get that win. But yeah,
0: no, it's uh, it's starting to feel inexcusable. Like I, I'm having a hard time justifying these decisions like the bad decisions are just piling up and whatever i guess analytics be damned like i i don't know how how we justify that you know like i guess i guess maybe you say well we don't want to take kirk out of the game because if something happens to danny we need a backup catcher but that's why you fucking have dalton varsho yes thank you Adam or or, it's the ninth inning and we lost anyways throw fucking Kevin Biggio behind the plate who cares at that like we're just trying to get out of the game at that point but like you have a chance to win oh my god but yeah throw Dalton Varsho back there for half an inning and then remember how like valuable we uh positional versatility is so yeah. important because now we have this roster flexibility. It's like, well, then why are we not using all our bullets? It's just fucking, I'm, um, it's, ugh, I can just puke. I'm so rather, upset right now.
1: I would rather lose a game feeling like John Schneider maybe didn't make the right moves, but literally threw everything he had at the wall than yeah. to sit here and question. Why the slowest, literally, I looked up Alejandro Kirk's foot speed. He's the the second percentile, dude. He is literally slower than 98% of the people in Major League Baseball. And we are going to try and run him. Like, forget it. I almost almost don't
0: know why you even sent him.
1: This is what I'm saying, too. Like, you're going to send him? It wasn't
0: a deep fly ball. It wasn't a warning track. It was like mid range nope. center field and he's coming in on it. I don't know who that center fielder was, what his like arm rating was. Looked pretty fucking good though. But mm-hmm. at that point, just fucking don't even send him. And let's Vlade hope we scored. get a base hit. I don't know.
1: Like just to put it in perspective, Vladdy is scoring a Naira.
0: Yeah, Vladdy's coming home. Um Yeah, it's I don't know.
1: I was it's so funny man. I was feeling so much better today this morning. I'm like, okay, new day, like now I'm just like ready to nope. burn it all down again.
0: Nope. Um as far as the like depth from above comment about like well oh, it's just basic roster management bringing up Mason McCoy. Um I follow the logic behind that comment and I agree with it but I reject the premise based on where we're at. Like context matters Mm -hmm. and we are at a desperation point in our season. I think where we can't, we, we gotta be swinging for the fences a little bit. Like we are on the outside looking in, we need to make drastic measures. I know the next comment we're going to talk about is uh, the angels rage quitting. Yeah. Um and releasing half their team, but w- w- I just i I don't know
1: we're speechless
0: <laughs> the idea of like, oh well we don't wanna we don't wanna burn an option on addison barger. We're just not, we're too late in this competitive window with, uh with Bo and Vlad and how close they're getting to free agency and whatever. Like mm-hmm. we are, we kind of need to be going all in. Like this is, these are the years. These are the years that we were building for. We should be, if we miss the playoffs, Scott, And that's feeling like a very real possibility.
1: 38%. percent
0: we an absolute making disaster. The playoffs
1: currently is where Fangrass has this team at. It's not I, over, but this shit we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks needs to end. I we can't don't, be losing games because of poor management at this point.
0: I don't even know where to point fingers. Like I, yeah. bad decisions from Schneider is it roster construction from Ross Atkins? Is it underperforming players? Like, we're Flatty with a war put, of one.
1: I don't wish to put any of this at Davis Schneider's feet, obviously, because he has been unreal. real bases loaded. Nobody out. And you have your two, three, four hitter coming up and you get one run. Again, I'm not blaming Davis Schneider. I, I,
0: well, we should have pinch hit him for Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's just, you know, you really you really hope in a, in a scenario where Davis strikes out on the splitter that you can be lifted up by Vladdy. And uh it just wasn't the case, you know. I I just don't know what to say anymore, man.
0: Hey, I know that uh, everybody thinks that RBIs are a useless stat, but, boy, would I have loved to see Vladdy get a couple RBIs last night. Yeah, <laughs> me too, buddy. Uh, me too. Oh, my God. All right. Um, before we get to the Angels, here's a fun one from Seattle. So, Dolce longtime friend of the show. Uh, caught that last night during the Mariners broadcast, announcers were talking about friend of the show, Taylor Sassato, T-Sauce. Uh, apparently, keep in mind he's left-handed, that he was pranking his teammates and everybody by warming up, throwing right-handed. Elchmer <laughs> says, wish i caught the full story. They really love him out there in Seattle.
1: Uh, And what's not to love? Just such a great story. And the kid is putting up numbers. He has been a huge contributor to the back end of that bullpen for the Seattle Mariners. Of course, the Jays released him last, uh, late last September. And then a few days later, the Mets picked him up and we had him on the show and he was just talking about how much he did love Toronto and really got into some of the cool, special moments that happened in this organization. And then, uh, expressed his excitement to be a Met, and then the Mets released him, and his hometown, Seattle Mariners, picked him up, and the kid has taken the opportunity, and he's run with it. So the very, very cool there.
0: Um, he had one rough outing where he gave up five earned runs mm-hmm. against Houston uh, last week. So if you look at his numbers, his ERA is, is a little uglier than you'd think, Sushi. given how... Excited we've been about the the time he's had out there. But other than that, uh, one earned run since the all-star break.
1: Yeah. So So. impressive.
0: Yeah, so impressive.
1: So congrats to T-Sauce. We love seeing you succeed out there. And we love that Seattle loves you so much. Speaking of Seattle, I think this is a great place for us to tease that the walk-off is growing. So this is what is going on. The Toronto Blue Jays obviously have been the primary focus of, of what we have been doing here on the walk-off since its inception. We've had our good friend Juan Forno on the show many times. He, You probably recognize him from Long Toss. Whenever the Jays wind up playing Seattle, we normally have Juan on. But we are expanding the walk-off. So the walk-off Mariners is going to be debuting on Friday. Juan is going to be running that portion of the walk-off. He's going to... uh We're going to pull some strings for him and get Taylor Sassato on the show. Yeah. And uh, there's two teams that just seem to have the focus of everyone in Canada. And that's obviously the Toronto Blue Jays and a lot of Mariners fans in Western Canada. So very cool to be expanding...
0: Expanding the brand. Very cool. Okay. <clears throat> so obviously yesterday was a weird day for the waiver wire. Yeah. Uh Josh Donaldson. Yankees released him. He is, I think, on the injured list right now. Yes. So he, is. he wouldn't be a short term solution for the Blue Jays, although it would still be cool to see him back. In a Blue Jays uniform. Uh, They also released Ryan Bader. Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader. Ryan Bader, I think, was an old UFC fighter. I don't know why that popped into my name. Anyways, um, the Angels released everybody. They traded for a bunch of guys. They went all in. Yep. Got rid of all of their top prospects. And then a month later... They looked at the record and they said, well, we've gone 7-17 seven and 17 since the trade deadline. That's the worst record in all of baseball in that time. We quit. And they threw their controller at the wall and they stormed mm-hmm. off. So, Randall Grichik on waivers. Uh, Giolito on waivers. And Everybody they put like six started. guys on waivers, Scott.
1: And Darren from Twitter was quick on this. He messaged us and he was like, holy shit. What do you guys think of the Angels putting half their team on waivers? That organization is lost. The Angels are going to be bad for a very long time because of how badly they mishandled this 2023 season dude like not only did they not trade Shohei Otani for an absolute haul an opportunity very few organizations are given to completely rebuild a failure but then they doubled down by completely gutting an abysmal farm system for bad players at the trade deadline like it's not like they went out and got studs they went out and got Bad players. So after falling out of contention, they now just waived a majority of said players acquired at the deadline for salary relief. This They did this, Adam, to save $7 million. That was already accounted for. So I think what's going to happen, Art Moreno will likely offer Shohei Otani $600 million this offseason. And if he accepts it or he declines it, well, the he better offer him much-
0: $607 million after this fucking yeah, waivers.
1: Yeah, $607 <laughs> million. That's right. We better see it in the Shohei offer. But literally, whether, whether Shohei accepts it or declines it, this team's fucked, man. It's a bad major league roster. It's a bad farm system. It's a bad developmental system. It's a bad owner. The general manager's under constant supervision, and he might even be a bad general manager. So at the end of the day, the Angels got rid of their number two prospect, their number three prospect, their number eight, and their number 28 prospect. They got rid of three unranked prospects. They got rid of Hunter Renfro, Chris Davinsky, Matt Moore. They received for this Mike Moustakis, Eduardo Escobar, and CJ Kron, all at the end of their careers, pretty much Jay Cron's probably got a little bit more in the tank, but what an absolute embarrassment of a franchise. Like, this is, in my opinion, man, undoubtedly the single worst trade deadline in Major League Baseball history.
0: It's embarrassing, for sure. Um, so, So let's talk, what does this mean for the Blue Jays? How do waivers work? Which was so, maybe one of the most Googled questions on the internet in all of Canada yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, so it is reverse record. winning percentage. Yes, record. Um, Gets priorities. So none of these le-
1: teams are going to take on salary.
0: Yeah, so. Blue Jays are in a good spot if they wanted to go out and get one of these guys to have close to first dibs. Um, if we look at winning percentage in the American league an American league will get first dibs because it's league based for some reason. So everyone in the American league gets first dibs regardless of winning percentage before anybody in the national league. Um, I think we can cross off the Yankees since they got rid of Donaldson and Bader. They're probably not looking to add Randall Gritchick. Um Red Sox have a worse winning percentage than the Blue Jays and the Minnesota Twins have a worse winning percentage than the Blue Jays. Um, otherwise, it's it's then Blue Jays. So I would say we have probably third dibs on one of these guys.
1: Hunter Renfro is a really interesting prospect here and would be an excellent bat in my opinion, to add to this order. I know that there are some out there that are like, well, where would he fit? Uh, who gives a shit? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's figure it out.
0: So Hunter O'Bichette. Renfro is tops of your list. Who you'd like,
1: I, uh, uh- I think so. Out of, I mean, Matt Moore would be a nice little addition as well, but I don't think that this bullpen is something that needs much tweaking at this point. That would just be uh, adding to a strength that isn't really the scenario here. That I think, uh, yeah, Hunter Renfro for me is at the top of this list. I mean, Frick, go get Renfro and Grishik. I mean, I you can just release them again. There's no cost outside of. Picking up what's remaining on their,
0: I I think we're still paying most of Grichuk's salary anyway. Yeah,
1: we're we're paying most of Grichuk's <laughs> salary anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, you believe that? Um, yeah. I mean, it's too bad they couldn't have released an infielder for us, but
1: uh... it's true. But I mean, you take what's available, and I, this is the thing, man. Like the Angels paid. A premium to get some of these guys, like the fact that Lucas Giolito is out there right now, available to anybody, and you just know whoever picks him up, he's going to Paul DeYoung it and and have a great first game.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. Um...
1: Now, one caveat to keep in mind here, Adam, as we sit Wednesday. August 30th to be eligible for a playoff roster. A team must be added to the team by September 1st. So we are going to see in the next 24 hours, how this all plays out. No waiting needed. It's going to all happen today or early tomorrow to beat that deadline and make sure that if there is anyone claimed off of this waiver wire, that they can play in the playoffs, which would be the only reason I think teams would bolster their roster, which would be in in an attempt to, to to squeak into the playoffs. So.
0: Um, yeah, you gotta be on the 40 man or 60 day injured list. Yes. Um, teams have. I Believe a 24 hour window to submit a claim. So we are coming up on, well, later today. I bet, I bet you by the end of the Blue Jays game today.
1: We'll see what's going on.
0: Claims will be in um, and decisions will be made because they'll have to sort through multiple claims to see who's uh, whatever. Josh Donaldson. I got a lot of messages about, including one from my dad, who loves Josh Donaldson. Uh, famously. My dad still has not forgiven George Springer for being a cheater, but loves Josh Donaldson. Uh, Donaldson is on the 60-day injured list. Went on the 60-day injured list uh, as of July 20th. So, claim Josh Donaldson. He doesn't help Personally, us until mid-September. No. No? I don't think he helps us at all. But. No. All right. All right, Scott, I was excited at first when I thought he was. I didn't realize he was on the injured list because I'm not yeah. paying attention to anything out of Yankees land right now, um, which is a good feeling. Just that yes. is like a little Just bit extra sugar in my coffee. Nothing
1: to worry about there. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. But at first, kind of I...
1: hilarious, dude, that the the two teams, everyone picked to to finish first, second in this division, the Blue Jays and the Yankees, both might not even make the playoffs. Just wild.
0: Yep. Big time. Okay. Hunter Renfro. He's your guy. Hey,
1: I mean, this team needs to do something. You lost the best offensive cog in this, in this machine with Boba hitting the IL. Matt Chapman hasn't been contributing much at the plate. However, we know that he has the ability to, so bring in somebody who can, can especially man. If Brandon belt is going to miss a week, like why wasn't Brandon Belt available yesterday that is my big question and it is it is a scary question because he has been one of the driving forces for the offense as as shocking as everyone finds that i mean if we were to look at this yeah no no the, no, no. the numbers are there predicted it but um cuz i'm kind of in the in the camp of try something right like I know, I know going and getting Hunter Renfro is maybe a bit of a Hail Mary, but who knows, man? Renfro's got stuff in the tank. We've seen it out of him before. Like, He's got more home runs than almost anyone on this team outside of Vladdy.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: I know it's not sexy, but we're talking about picking guys up off the waiver right now. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know it is... Well, desperate times, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not worried about Boba Bobashev. You think he's going to be back at at the end of this ten? Because that's the that's the words, right? Is should be a well, short like IL said, stint. He'll be right back.
1: I'm, I'm in full panic. So maybe that's another reason why you do go get Hunter Renfro. Is you need a bat? You need somebody who can is a professional hitter, and that is something that Hunter Renfro is. He's a professional hitter.
0: Yeah. He is I guess um I I guess I'm 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 worried that this bobashed injury is gonna linger past the 10-day mark um yeah, me too man. otherwise I just wouldn't even have put him on the 10 day injured list I would have just given yeah. him a couple of days off but anyways uh I think I'd rather have a good chick back as weird as that might be but that's fair. anyways Get them both. Get them both. Might as well. Um. Okay. Two last ones we'll get to here, both from Patreon. Uh, Marcus from Patreon says, Regard it, regarding our core of four position player pending free agents, so Brandon Belt, Kevin Kiermaier, Tim Merrifield, and Mar- uh, Matt Chapman, what is the minimum number that you feel the front office needs to bring back based on how comfortable you are with their ability to replace them through internal promotions and signings on a thin free agent market. Uh, Marcus adds that personally he was at two out of the four, but given how central belt has been to our offense, he's leaning three out of four now. Where are you at, Scott?
1: I don't know how to answer this question. I'm not sure the front office will bring any of them back, although you go down that list and obviously Brandon belt has been such a huge contributor and definitely the one lefty bat in this lineup that does have some potency to it. You don't particularly wish to lose that. I know Dalton show has definitely improved over the last few weeks and has looked pretty good, but, uh, belt has been the consistent lefty bat. You'd hate to lose that. Kevin Kiermaier has been an absolute stud, in the outfield and it's probably provided more offense than anyone saw coming. So you'd love it. If he could come back, uh, Whit Merrifield has at times been the savior of this season. I mean, we're sitting three and a half games out, so (laughs) tough to spin it that way, but he has been incredible for the team. And then finally, yeah. Like, I don't know, dude,
0: I don't I know either. Bring, like, uh, I like to bring Kevin Kiermaier back.
1: Me too. If 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 um, there's one guy I would like to see re- returning, it is Kevin Kiermaier.
0: Kiermaier, the I'd like thing- back. Whit Merrifield, I'd like back, but I don't know about the option. I don't like. I don't know if I want to bring him back at 18 million.
1: No, we you would need. There's no way they do that
0: uh Matt Chapman I'm, I'm I loved Matt Chapman when we brought him to Toronto and all guy. of last season absolutely loved him defensively he's he's, to he's really good but he's tough to watch as a hitter man April really got me excited for Matt Chapman and it's been a painful. Yeah. Yeah. Painful past four months. But who else is out there? Who do we got internally?
1: I don't know. Look, if man. we
0: lose today, if we lose today, I say bring up Barger and let's fucking bring up Elvis Martinez while we're at it. Yeah. And let's just start answering questions that we yeah. have this offseason. Like, I don't know what else to say because... The free agent market is thin. Yeah, it is. I want to just get to how thin this free agent class is this off season. One of the worst um, free agent markets we've had in almost a decade. It's pretty bare. Uh, so we got Josh Donaldson, Joey Votto, Jock Peterson in left field. Yasmani Grandal as a catcher. We're not picking him up. Maybe we are. I don't know. Uh, Michael Conforto, Charlie Blackman, Cody Bellinger. Uh, Evan Longoria, Josh Bell, Brandon Crawford, Teoscar Hernandez. A little reunion there, maybe, Hey, eh? Um
1: nobody. Joey Gallo. You.
0: Do you want to get a Joey yeah. a 30 year old Joey Gallo to replace uh Brandon Belt? I don't think so. I'd rather have Brandon Belt. Yeah. Uh Randall Gritchik. Yeah, it's uh
1: and then looking internally. There are, there are some options internally. I mean, Spencer Horowitz would be the natural replacement for Brandon Belt if you felt good enough about Spencer Horowitz. Horowitz. Uh, friend of the show, Spencer the Horowitz.
0: Show. And I'm sorry, but I don't. hmm Not in a wish. It's tough to say when you're three games out of a playoff spot, but this team should be a fucking World Series yeah, contender. It absolutely not absolutely should. Starting Spencer Horwitz at third base and hoping for the best. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't feel good about any of it, Scott. I don't feel good about any of it. Uh, I So I guess my answer would be, I want to bring back Kiermaier for sure. Probably Belt. Mm-hmm. Witt and Chapman.
1: Like if, if if anything, if anything with Witt and Chapman, um, there is some internal options there. You know, like you do have David Schneider has looked so good. And I'm not saying that we should necessarily be putting our long-term hopes on him, but I mean, until the kid shows that he, he can't do it. I think that he is an internal option worth really exploring at second base. He has such competitive at-bats. It's one thing I've loved watching about this kid is he goes up to the plate with a plan. He's looking fastball. He's laying off the pitches. He doesn't feel he can do damage on. He is making pitchers work for the outs. And that is what you want to see out of a kid who has an unproven track record right now. He's absolutely demolishing the ball. We know darn well how baseball works, right? 1500 plate appearances. That's enough time for the pitchers to adjust once the hitter to adjust once the pitchers to adjust again. And then we see what the guy is. So a long ways to go before actually knowing what Davis Schneider is, but to dismiss the option of him being a second base, um, alternative is is silly in my opinion. You've got Addison Barger who's taking more and more reps at third base. Aralvis Martinez doing the same. Both of them are getting closer and closer to proving everything that they've got to prove in the minor league system. Maybe we can get away with going younger and, and building internally at second and third base, you've got Bo Bichette, who has taken some big steps forward defensively. This is the scary part about the hot corner and going with a young prospect. But there are some options within the system. Options that they may very well be better than the free agent options out there. If you're not going to run Chapman back. Okay.
0: Okay, just looking at third base, internal options. We saw Ben Nicholson-Smith reporting, what was it, two days ago, Vladdy was taking uh, reps at third base during warm-up. Mm-hmm. Hey, commie, friend of the show, loves the idea of Vladdy back at third. I don't know if I love the idea, but...
1: Increases F li- four be- before they move him.
0: <laughs> if uh, if we lose today, and I decide the season's over, fucking try him out. Yeah, give him give him uh, twenty five games at third base. Let's see how he does, and maybe he's I, our third baseman next year.
1: I hate so much for having this chat. Like, I hate so much that this is where we're at in the season.
0: Well, it's... Yeah, I hate it too, but...
1: That said, the season isn't over. They're, there's... They just need a huge win today. They need to yeah. They need to rate the ship.
0: The thing we playing Vladdy at third base, though, is that that isn't even, like, a total punt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you just put him at third, and you get Brandon Belton at first base, yeah. and you pull... Chapman out of the lineup like you're just missing his bat I don't know if he can handle defensively like if he has the I don't know I would just like to see it so
1: there's I, I wonder uh here, I'm sure it's already up but I was just curious if Brandon Belt's going to play today
0: oh yeah I don't know what the lineup is for today um Alright, well, there you go. There's our answers for you, Marcus. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the support nope. on Patreon. No Brandon and, Belt. Uh, good question. No Brandon Belt in the lineup today. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, Wyatt, sticking with Patreon, and this will be our last one we end on here. Um, Wyatt says, my favorite part of any Jays game comes from Romano pitching in the ninth with two outs, two strikes. He gets the third strike for the last out of the game, and Dan Schulman yells... And he got him. If I could make it my text message ringtone, I would. Uh, do you fellas have a favorite part of any Jays game?
1: You know what I've really started to enjoy is watching Dalton Varshow make those long running catches where he is just in full uh, giver mode and then mm-hmm. does a little does a little slide and just makes it look so easy. But, uh, yeah, like, when it comes to Dalton Bar's show, I've been so impressed with him in the outfield, and I do love watching him make those those difficult plays look easy.
0: That's a good one. Uh, I love watching Kevin Biggio bunt it right at the first baseman. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no. Alejandro Kirk me. getting thrown out. That's my... Uh,
0: actually, watching Alejandro Kirk just like book it from first to third is fun to watch. Like when he's safe or scoring from safe. second and he's just just a hustling. Um it is it is hilarious to watch. Um I think st- sticking with uh the Dan Schulman idea of of calls uh, I'm going to go with Buck Martinez yelling get up ball. Yeah, on home run drives. So which we um, haven't
1: heard much we haven't heard much this year compared to
0: haven't heard much this year which also by the way you want Dan Shulman as your text message notification I want get up ball as my alarm clock how's that Hey, oh, like hey eh? eh? all right there we go um there you go that's it that's that all that
1: is mailbag Thank you so much, everybody, for your interaction. We really do appreciate the grounds crew. You folks uh, make this show happen. You can always reach out on Twitter, a walk-off podcast, and Instagram, the walk-off podcast. Patreon, you get the bump, and your questions and comments always get uh, heard and read. So thank you to the Patreon support. We really do appreciate it. Andrew McLeod, a big congratulations to you, buddy. You've got four tickets to Baseball Town, September 10th at the Comedy Bar East in Toronto. Of course, it is going to be a live long toss going from six till eight Eastern after the game. We've got Blake Murphy of Sportsnet. We've got Julia Cruz of MLB.com. Baseball Jen is going to be there. Johnny G of Gate 14. Craig Ballard is hosting it's like a music festival. What well, quite the it's lineup a you've got festival. here. That's right. And then we also have just announced the mustache man, babe, Davis Schneider coming down. And of course, all of our favorite story of the year, Jay Jackson making an appearance. Tickets are going fast. Folks get on it. We're going to pin that ticket link into the comment section. Now is your time. We are just over a week and a half away. So now is the time. Congratulations to Andrew. And we'll see everybody on Friday. Cheers. And don't forget, David Schneider joining us tomorrow morning. We should have that out tomorrow. I'm guessing Adam. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the walk-off podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Oh. Thanks for listening.